it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul Akeem Shabazz, Jim Merritt. The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Before we begin the show, let's meet the panel. You know him as the owner and operator of IndiePolitics.org. He's an author, he's a broadcaster, he's a provocateur. Abdul Akeem Shabazz, hello. Have a much better day than Donald Trump's lawyers right now, I'll tell you that much. Uh, we stay focused on local <laughs> government here. You can inflame our audience on your time on your show, Abdul. And our other panelists, you know him as 30 years in the Indiana Senate, the nicest man in all of Indiana politics and government. Government, the great Jim Merritt. Hello, morning, Robert. Okay, so let's... I will not be silenced. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, we think about that every week when we decide if we're going to invite you back. Uh, let's start with the big news that came out. Obviously, the fundraising deadline for Indiana was yesterday. Now, I believe nationally, it's uh, January thirty first, and that might be another story for an upcoming <laughs> edition of State House Happenings. But at least in the state of Indiana, the filing deadline for uh, candidates to report their fundraising hall was yesterday and the governor's candidate's fundraising is in abdul it's a staggering amount of money these republicans have brought in 18 million dollars that's collectively between the the big five yes uh collectively the big five and also you've got uh brad chambers who's a millionaire you got eric doden uh who's also a millionaire and so so there's so there's that right there also uh uh suzanne crouch uh who's a prolific fundraiser uh on her own and you can't complain about that also uh curtis hill a little bit less uh than we thought, but uh, no, it's going to be a very expensive uh, gubernatorial primary. So it's my understanding, Doden has turned in his signatures. Crouch yeah. has turned in her signatures. Yes, both Doden and Crouch have turned in their signatures. Uh, Chamber should have his signatures by the end of the month, I believe. Is Curtis going to make it? I'm. He, the last time we chatted, he <laughs> That's said... That's not very confident. <laughs> well, the last time we chatted, I was told that Curtis was... He, he hired a, a signature-gathering company, because they're a company who's just specialized in signature petitions. However, they're from out of state. And the people that they use to get the signatures aren't from Indiana. And so what they do is when they're on the way to like New Jersey, they stop in Indiana, gather signatures on the way back to wherever they're from, they gather more signatures. So this is like economy of scale. There you know, it's like there was a uh explored this years ago, there was a you have, there's business opportunities where you can ship something across the country and then on your way, if you can fit it in your van, like let's say you're going to Tulsa, Oklahoma you could stop in, you know, Dubuque, Iowa, and if you can fit that thing in your van, it's basically a free drop-off. And it's, it's, it, it's kind of it's, it's something similar uh, to the way that Barack Obama won Indiana because he's from the South Side of Chicago. So when he was doing his campaign trips back and forth, he just stop in yeah. you know, Fort Wayne, Gary, Indianapolis. It's on the way home, so we'll just make a quick stop, raise some money, shake some hands, and keep going. This is a, Jim. I, you know Curtis, right? Yes. Yeah. This yeah. is interesting because. 
I never get the feeling that Curtis is into the the details of anything. I think he's into the show and the entourage element of politics. And this sounds exactly like that because the signatures, hey, buddy, no signatures, no campaign. Yeah, you know, it, the irony there is is that um, Curtis uh, rolls out of bed in the morning with about 12% of the Republican uh, primary uh, support and just because of his term as uh, attorney general and and uh the the blue the uh, law enforcement uh loves curtis and and so he he's always had a hill to climb and no pun uh, intended (laughs) (laughs) and and, uh but curtis uh is not competitive and it's it's a shame because uh you know he's putting his heart and soul on it i'm not sure about the shame part but but bottom line is is He's everywhere I see uh, a candidate. He's there, and um, uh, it, it, he just he's had a a rough campaign in in garnering uh, support that is that is demonstrated by raising money or getting signatures without really paying an arm and leg to get them. And so um, Curtis probably uh, won't be able to challenge in May if he gets on the pri- uh, on the primary ballot. Yeah, so the big winner, as you said, Abdul, is Chambers. Now, Chambers is super, super, super wealthy. We need more rich friends. I need more rich friends. You have plenty of rich friends. I think we just need to be rich. Yeah, that's... <laughs> There you go. Uh, $5.4 million was Chambers. Uh, that's how much he spent uh, the past, the, the in between reporting cycles. That's a lot of money to have spent, and it doesn't seem like he has moved the needle, Abdul, all that much. Well, the thing is, and uh, Jim brought this up, but I thought it was a really excellent point, that Chambers would not be spending this kind of money unless he saw a path to victory somewhere. There's some internal polling somewhere. If you look at his team, uh, his team is Kyle Huffer, former state GOP chairman. Uh, Jones said Jennifer Hollowell is working on Brad Chambers as well, so he's got a good team. Uh, and they're not cheap, I'll, I'll tell you that much right, right here and now. But the fact that he's spent $5 million, because he had, he had remember, he also had very little name ID to begin mm-hmm. with, so he's got to build up his name ID. And I think after session, you'll start seeing the, the floodgates open and just tons of commercials. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot of Brad Chambers commercials as well as a lot of Eric Doden commercials. Okay, so let, real, real quick, Jim, because mm-hmm. I, want to, I want to go there with this. It, it does not seem like he's running the – he being Chambers is running these, I'm an outsider, and – I think the worst thing for Chambers was this Leap District thing hit right at the exact time he's running for governor because, and look, the internet is not real life, but if you just go by pure commentary on the posts, you know, I see these ads that he's running all the time and people comment on him. He is totally linked to Holcomb and he is totally linked to the IEDC and they're not real popular right now. Well, that, that's exactly right. And you look at uh, you look at the Leap District and how many counties are really attached to that, let's call it West Central Indiana. And, and you probably could guess maybe 10, 12 counties that are actually impacted by that, by that, those decisions and that development. And, and the legislators, as, as far as IndiePolitics.org is reporting, that uh, they're not happy. And really, when you're, when you're running for governor, uh, you need legislators to support you. And, and one, of the, one of the things that Suzanne Crouch did right away is secure a lot of endorsements from legislators because they're in the grassroots and and they're the ones that talk to people at the gym at the grocery at the church and um, and you know he, he lent his campaign five million dollars 
And what's he raised? 3.6 now? 8.3 total, so five of it was from him, so he's got 3.3 outside of the five he gave himself. Right, and uh, and so um, he has the ability to pay himself back if he's successful. But you're right, he hasn't moved. In, if you look at the polls, he hasn't moved the needle yet. And, and you know, you and I talked about this the other day is, when do you meet? When do you separate yourself? What, what do you do uh, to if you're Doden or any of the other candidates to say, "I'm different. Uh, this is what I'm. This is how I'm going to lead Indiana." And uh, nobody's done that yet. I, I think Suzanne Crouch's um, axe attacks, uh, albeit separating herself, but it, it's for somebody that looks closely. It's very hard to get there, no, uh, what she's proposing. Nobody believes she wants to do that. Now, she said she's going to come on our Kendall and Casey show in February, and we'll give her a chance to explain it. But there's nothing in her background. You know her very well, as do you, Abdul. There's nothing in her background that you say, wow, what a bold reformer. In well, a- she's counting on the— well, see, but, but here's the thing, though. At, at the end of the day, though, I, this here's my question. Do And th- maybe this is just me being you know, Mr. Establishment guy. Really probably. Want, There's yeah, a very probably. strong chance it's just you being Mr. Establishment yeah. do guy. I, do I really want to quote-unquote an outsider? What does that mean? What does, what does that mean that you're, you're an outsider? Well, I mean, you're I right. mean, Doden used to be head of IDC. Chambers used to be the head of IDC. Lieutenant Governor was uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, State Auditor, uh, uh, State, State Representative. State Rep, yeah. Curtis Hill. Attorney um, General. Uh, Attorney General. Mike Braun. U.S. Senator. What, 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 what the hell is an outsider? Well, re- well, well, somebody please explain this to me because I can't quite... Heck, I'm, I may as well be an outsider. Yeah, there are no outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I think that's why I've I've described them as all equally unimpressive at this point because I don't see much difference. I mean, she's got this idea of getting rid of in- income tax, but your record tells me there's nothing. You're not gonna actually go to the mat on that. You're not gonna like veto a budget if it's not in there. You're not gonna go pound your fist in front of the lawmakers. There's nothing in her personality or demeanor that says, wow, you're going to just raise a huge stink and fight for this and go to the go to the you know the floor with it. So I describe them almost equally unimpressive. But real quick, I did want to give these numbers out here. So Chambers is at 8.3, obviously gave himself most of that. You got uh, Mike Braun at 2.1 million, Crouch at 1.3 million, uh, Doden at 398,000, and Curtis Hill at 374,000. So... I did think it was interesting that they were kind of taking uh, chambers. People were kind of taking some shots at Braun about how little he raised. And it's like, dude, I don't know if bragging about all my super rich friends would be the way to go. And it's sort of like insider baseball where nobody's really paying attention anyway. Well, but, but but I think I think what what money shows take take the self funding out of the equation because he because sh- he, he won even without the without the. Uh, the five million he gave himself, he still got the most money. Right. What what money shows is where your support is, and and particularly smaller donors. Uh, it's funny because we just filed our closeout uh, campaign when from my mayor run, and raised about a hundred grand and some change. But most of it was like fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. We had a, we had a lot of lot of support. Jefferson wrote a check for two million, so that that's what it was. But I thought it was interesting just how our support just came from really small donors. Well. When, when you look at campaigning, a lot of times when you first start campaigning, when the campaign starts, you get all your friends and your your and your family and, and the people that, that support you, you have those initial fundraisers and and you, you either you raise very little or you raise a lot, but it's it's also the second swing around that um, it, it, right now, it, either Chambers is going to have to come up with his own monies or 
somehow he's going to have to convince people that he raised money and, and campaigned for six months and it's worth another investment. And, and right now, uh, no one has separated themselves and they're all kind of resting on their own laurels. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if somebody could go back to that campaign, back to that $100,000 donor and say, hey, I need another tranche. And, and um, some campaigns can do that. But if I'm, if I'm um, a donor to one of these campaigns and they come back to me and ask for another, um, another donation, large donation, I'm asking, well, what'd you do with the first one, number one? And two, what kind of impact? Because it, it doesn't look like the last six months made any difference whatsoever uh, for all these campaigns. They've all stuck. And, and, and I will say this, though, but also got to keep in mind, too, that apart from people that's in the bubble right now, regular people aren't paying attention yeah, that's right true. now. I mean, like you say, no, like like Robbie said, like, well, no one's really done anything, you know, to wow me. Well, guess what? It's not time yet. First of all, we oh, don't even, it's not time. For, to first wow of all, me. first of all, first of all, we don't even know who's going to be on the ballot yet because you know signatures aren't doing. We got all the filing deadlines and yeah. and all of the stuff in the in the middle of everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. So 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 there's that. Number two on the issue of self funding. Well, what I, I could see the argument basically being made is like, hey, if I'm not willing to invest in myself, then why should someone, why should someone else invest in me? I'm going to put down seed money and start with five million, mm-hmm. one million, three million. Now, now also to say rich people didn't get rich by giving it away either. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, yeah not to mention right. not to mention the the fact that there are so many offices that are open. Yeah, I mean, you got four congressional, you got U.S. Senate, you got a governor. Um, there are people that from the legislature are running for. Uh, for uh, for the federal government job. And so there's got to be, not only people are not paying attention, there's got to be a lot of confusion out there. Okay, so let's talk about the number that kind of matters right now. And by the way, Abdul, you have talked to people who have done polling. I've seen that in the cheat sheet. You you have, you have reported on, on this before. It appears there's some sort of consensus. There's multiple polls supposedly floating around out there Braun's got a somewhat sizable lead, and then it's kind of everyone else lumped in there together. But what I've been able to put together is that Braun is in the 30 to 41 range, probably, yeah. probably more like 35, 36, probably, probably like the low 30s. Zanch Crotch is second uh, in the mid-teens. Everybody else is sort of in, in single digits yeah. right now. Which seems right. Yeah. Which, I mean, which, which, name which, ID. Yeah, which, which, which is about, which is what I've been, which, which, which is what I've been able to put uh, put together uh, as far as polling goes. But, but, but a lot like Jefferson Shreve, if I'm those folks under 10%, I'm really unhappy. Yeah. I mean, I've spent yeah. all this money uh, on my campaign. Uh, uh, Doden's been in it, what, year and a half, two years? Yeah. And, and he's under 10%. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> okay, so here's the number that matters. And I'm not ready to call this thing over yet because there's a lifetime to go. But I'm getting close to saying I've seen enough. Because, like you said, Braun, and there's I know Adam Wren talked about polling as well that showed kind of the same thing you reported, Abdul. So you probably believe, let's just say he's at 30 and Suzanne's in the mid-teens and everybody else is below 10. So he's got a sizable lead. Here's the thing that matters the most to me. Braun has... $4 million still cash on hand. And then Crouch is at 3.8, Chambers at 2.9. And by the way, Indiana Capital Chronicle has all this reporting. They did a very, very nice job making this readable and legible and good job on them. Um, and then uh, Doden has a million and Hill's got 123000 So Braun has the best name ID. He has Donald Trump's endorsement. He's in the lead and he's got the most money Left, and he probably has the most ability to raise money based on being a, a U.S. senator. And 
these people are weak that are running against him in terms of, I don't see anybody running grenade launching attack ads on Mike Braun. I think it's- My money is that will start uh, as soon as all the filing deadlines are done. Okay. Uh, I hope so, because this has been a snooze fest. We are the most entertaining thing about this race so far. And we need people to uh, play play along with this governor race. <laughs> Something <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that everybody will... I, I, I was I suspect you'll start seeing the attack ads start to show up as soon as session is over. Okay. Session right now is sort of the big thing that's sort of consuming everybody's you know, time and energy. Right now, you're still... You're raising money, you're getting organized, getting all your county coordinators together, you're getting regional people together the whole nine yards. All right. Uh, any, by the way, so we mentioned the Republicans. Jennifer McCormick is the likely Democrat nominee, handpicked by the party, former uh, Republican. <laughs> you, you establishment people, boy, you picked the worst people, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm looking at you because she was Holcomb and Hupfer's handpicked oh, yeah, shiny object uh <laughs> superintendent and everybody was told oh you got to go with her she's so great yeah. and now she's going to be the democrat nominee for governor and we end up uh, ending the office uh, of superintendent <laughs> yes he was so <laughs> bad they took it away yeah. uh th- her report is in here so where it is uh for the second half mccormick reported uh, she started with one hundred sixty-eight thousand, raised one hundred fifty thousand, and uh spent a, uh, just under one hundred seventeen thousand, according to capital chronicle so that left her two hundred one thousand in the bank does anybody take her serious I don't think so. I think the, the person that wins this primary is going to be the next governor of the state of Indiana. And uh, I, I, you know, these attack ads that, are, that we're talking about here, I'm not sure if they're going to make much difference. Uh, if if Braun has a 20-point lead, that is large with four or five months left to go in the campaign. Uh, and uh, real quick, we got to mention this because we love Donald Rainwater. But, I mean, come on. He raised three thousand dollars in the last quarter, mm-hmm. and you, well, you know, bless his heart, he's trying. <laughs> we love Don. I, I mean, I'm just full disclosure, I'll probably be voting for Don again. But my goodness, come his, on! His tweets, I, I tweet back yes. at him. Yes, his I tweet, enjoy that. Are, are, you know, he he, I, I you know, I love. He's almost like he's in fourth grade in government class, and he, his tweets are so dry, and and, and but he he simplifies government. It, that that I think would make people interested, but still it is such a complicated complicated uh, job as governor, and uh, and you know I, I I I'm I'm enjoying his campaign. Well, and, and you know we his campaign <laughs> more about the same as you did, <laughs> and I get the same Touché. result. And I still have a radio program. Uh, well, but this is interesting, right? Because. He got 11.5% of the vote in 2020, and everybody said, hey, maybe the hatred of Holcomb will be a wake-up for people to go over to the Libertarian Party. And then in 2022, other than in the WIBC listening area, you're welcome. The Libertarians didn't do any better at the Secretary of State's race than they did four years previous. And it was like, this party, the Libertarians... They're not serious people as a party. I'm not talking about Don Rainwater. I think he's one, you know he's fine, Jeff and Jeff Moore's fabulous. Mm-hmm. But it's like collectively, you guys haven't capitalized on the gift the Republicans gave you at all. And I'm done taking you serious. There was Be- definitely an opening there. There was no question about it. They, they could have made that 11 and a half percent the baseline of the party, mm-hmm. and it looks like I mean they're not raising money. Jeff, other than in our listening area, went went backwards because they weren't getting mailers out. They weren't doing TV ads, or you know it was. If you could hear us talking about Diego, you voted for Jeff. But otherwise, I just, 
Abdul, I know you you for years and years and years be- before me were considered the most sympathetic voice to the libertarians. Is it, this is disappointing, isn't it? Well, because we need we, a good third wait, wait, party. So here's the thing: on, on, and the 2020 election was was an anomaly within itself because we're still, you know, the the whole issue of the pandemic. The the folks who were mad at Holcomb, you know, probably didn't vote didn't vote for uh, what who who I can't remember who ran it as a Democrat. They, they Woody for, Myers, your Woody, friend. Woody, that's right, Woody Myers, who actually had issues campaigning because Woody wouldn't leave his uh, penthouse, which was a whole other story for a whole other time, as, as I found out uh, actually just a few weeks ago, talking to, talking to a friend about the whole 2020 race. Uh, so, 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 Can't so, make that he wouldn't leave his penthouse. So, 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 so from that perspective, it, it, was, it, was a weird, it was a weird anomaly. The, the issue with my libertarian friends is libertarianism works if you're in a vacuum. Yeah. In, in a vacuum, but you say like I want to get rid of fire departments. Like, what, what do you mean you want to get rid of fire departments? Well, you should have to pay property tax. Well, how are you going to pay for your roads and bridges and schools? I mean, you you can't just eliminate government and and have, and have sort of anarchy. That that's not going to work. You got to have real practical, real world solutions uh, to solve what you th- what you say are Indiana's problems. And libertarians as, as a as a party haven't done that yet. And I think with Don, Don is a great guy. He's a very normal, especially by libertarian standards. He's, you know, him and Jeff have been A-plus by libertarian standards nominees. But, dude, and Jim, you know this, if you're an outsider, now Don Rainwater is a legitimate outsider. You want to see an outsider, that's an outsider. Uh But you got to have some personality that is out of this world. Well, you got to have cash. you got to be like Jesse Ventura, man. I mean, it's like you got to... You got you look at these third party guys who win these governors races or senate races or whatever, and they are either uber rich or tons of personality like Jesse Ventura, where people know you and they're going to vote based on just knowing that name. Right, and and you also have to have something that's going to set you apart. That uh, that for instance, if if somebody came out in this governor race and came uh, forward with a, uh, a campaign about mer- medical marijuana saying uh, if I'm governor I'm going to sign uh, I'm going to sign legislation that we're going to make this legal and 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 regulate it and and but they're not doing that and and uh, with with uh, you know bless his heart he just hasn't as a libertarian rainwater hasn't done anything to say I'm different yeah. and that's what you have to do when everybody is kind of vanilla FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com all right, last item here. I just thought this was interesting. Capital Chronicle basically did the work for the show this week, so we thank them. Uh, <laughs> half of the Kendall and Casey show as well, which is why we have Nikki Nikki uh, Kelly on each week. So the other side of this is obviously there will be a contestant unless whoever the governor nominee just picks Micah Beckwith, which I think there's zero chance that's going to happen unless, you know, maybe it's Curtis. Uh, he did not bad for a guy who's not even on the ballot or race to what he's talking about yet. He raised sixty six thousand uh, dollars, and now he spent forty nine thousand. But he's got thirty three thousand cash on hand, and I got several of his mailers. He is working the deal. Your buddies in the establishment, Jim, they better they better get this thing together quick because he's going to walk in there with forty percent of the vote. Yeah, but 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 you don't vote. You don't, you're not a delegate, right? But I gave him money, same way I gave you money. Yeah, yeah. No, but no. But the thing is, uh, you got to got to remember though. 
in a, in a convention race is, is different than a primary, which is different than a caucus. And in a convention race, uh, you had to figure out who your delegates are. Now, yeah, but he, he's he's sending these he's sending out to people who he thinks might be delegates. Now, I mean, now, now what he, what he is doing though is he's sending uh, there, there's a list of delegates from the past previous conventions. A lot of people will stick around for a while. Right. So probably what Mike did he's got that list of who these dele- convention yeah. delegates are, or people who've been delegates in the past, like you were yeah. a few years ago, which is why you got got the mailers now. Here's a fun little secret. I convinced lovely Mrs. Shabazz to run yeah. as a convention delegate uh, where, where we live. And so she will get the the joy and pleasure of all that campaign literature yeah. and all these phone calls. You did calls. that for you, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what does it cost? To, like, okay, whoever wins the governor's primary is going to pick somebody. They're gonna. They're probably going to have a hand. Or are we going to see here in the next month, Abdul, maybe this is more a you question, are we going to see in the next month, each one of these guys and girls who's running for governor pick somebody and go, you got to go start campaigning now. I would I would not be surprised if they started doing that now. I would think so. Because he's a real Mike. threat. Yeah, he is a threat. And I think that people, the governor candidates, uh, would be missing an opportunity if they didn't pick a running mate. In the, and I, if I were running, I would have picked one already because you got 92 counties. Yeah. This is a big state and if you could divide it in half and uh for your governor campaign and, and you also have a fresh face who you could introduce to the state of Indiana, so you're separating yourself out because nobody is separating themselves out and so uh yeah i think i think it'd be wise for these campaigns to say you know, for instance, I think you reported Abdul that Jennifer Ruth Green was a favorite. Yeah, for, of, for Mike uh, for Mike Braun. For Mike Braun, I think that would be a good idea. And we've seen in the past where maybe Suzanne Crouch would pick Congressman Pence as her lieutenant governor. That was water was cold water was thrown on that. But bottom line is, is this is an opportunity to say kind of separate them, themselves and say this is who I who supports me. Uh, convention delegates when you're running uh this is who i want and and so you're you you can start growing it i don't doubt that the state republican party is out in all 92 counties in all the congressional districts talking to people about running for a delegate so maybe they can't control it but they know who their people are at the at the convention uh real quick abdul i do have a question i'm gonna just direct this at you because you'll get the most amount of humor out of this hey uh question (laughs) what good does one million dollars do if you're ineligible to run i've been trying to figure that out myself (laughs) (laughs) so uh rokita sent out some big thing about hey i've got more than a million dollars cash on hand and i find that humorous because dude you may not have a law license here in a couple months which means that million bucks is going to do you as much good as it does me Zero. And I'm working on uh, the timeline on all this uh, because I went back and looked at what happened to Curtis Hill with his timeline. And it is interesting, even if Todd Rakita does get uh, does keep his law license, the convention gets sworn in, there's very little chance it'll uh, keep his law license. Don't, don't you think that uh, the treatment of Hill from this disciplinary commission, uh, that it has that the, the commission has to look at uh, uh, Attorney General Rokita in the same way? I mean, they set a precedent, and if they don't, the then it's, it, it's no. The, the disciplinary commission can do whatever they want. I know that, but the the barn doors open well, if see, they don't discipline. Well, see, yeah. Uh, here's here's what they did. We got to remember. I know we got a couple minutes left here. The disciplinary commission uh, recommended uh, that Rakita be suspended without automatic reinstatement. 
the hearing officer also recommended Rakita be suspended without automatic reinstatement. The Supreme Court changed that to just a 45-day. You mean Hill. Hill, Hill the 30-day suspension with automatic reinstatement because Hill wasn't a jerk. Rakita. Well, he may be a jerk. He just wasn't to them. Yeah. Rakita, <laughs> a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, it's all about knowing your audience there, Jim. That's yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff, isn't yeah. it? Uh, okay, so you and I both tend to lean that they're going to hit him with something big, right? Yes. Because Rush and who was the other was it? Who was the other? Whoever the other judge was, they wanted to yank it last time for a certain for at least the thirty days, and you know. You know how these political people work, and a Supreme Court justice is political, no matter how, whatever way you want to slice it. They are working on those other three going, see, we told you. Have you known Justice Rush? He's one of the most fair-minded justices I've ever met in my entire life. I could easily see her saying behind closed doors, see, I told you he was going to do this again. Now can we fix this? Yeah, and if you don't, if you just suspend him and you don't take it from him, He's going to badmouth you the moment you do it again. We're going to go through the same thing all over again. Are, are we seeing martyrdom here? Well, Briggs had an interesting article. we got about a minute left here. Briggs had, James Briggs at IndyStar had an interesting article about this, that Rokita accepts he's going down, and that's his theory, and that he's gunning for the job, like with Trump or in some political organization, and he's just, there's no way you make that, and it, I think there's some 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 uh truth to that because there's no way you make that response Rokita made to the commission where he basically stuck both middle fingers up in the air if you're trying to save your job right I mean these people are going to decide whether you got a job or not pilot to go pilot we're going down in flames yeah <laughs> all right uh well that was a good show we didn't do anything at the state house which is why we're probably also <laughs> happy uh right now Jim Merritt of Billy Kim Shabazz you're the best thank you thank you thank you FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door no need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Jim Merritt, Abdul Keep Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul. Be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Jim Merritt on Twitter, at Jim underscore Merritt, at Jim underscore Merritt, and he has a podcast as well, Merritt in the Morning. Merritt in the Morning, you can find it on YouTube as well as Facebook. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. That is going to do it for us today. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening as always. For Jim Merritt, for Abdul Keep Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.